Good morning on this Wednesday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If we stop and consider once again, as we have been looking at, the work that Jesus did for us on the cross, we must never get our eyes off of that. Looking at the work that has been accomplished and the work that he is now doing for us. And by by saying the work that he is doing for us, that means as an intercessor, as a high priest, as a mediator, as an advocate. The Holy Spirit was sent by the Father and by Jesus for the purpose to help us here on earth. But he is our representative in heaven. The Holy Spirit helps us here on earth, according to the book of Romans chapter 8. He helps us by guiding us and strengthening us, by teaching us how to walk and follow and live in the Spirit of the living God. That includes imparting to us the faith of God in order to live that type of life out. When the scripture says in Romans 1.17 that the just shall live by faith, that means that the just, the righteous, those that have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, those that have believed that he is the Son of God and he rose from the dead, it means that we are to continually, habitually live by faith. But faith is not of our own. Faith is a gift that is given for, you know, it. It says in the book of Ephesians, in chapter 2, that we are saved by faith, and that not of ourselves, for it is the gift of God. Faith is given to us to be able to, in the natural, touch and receive from the supernatural or the spiritual realm. From the natural realm, the things of the spiritual realm become real. They become substance to us. That's why it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And of course, uh, in Second Corinthians, in chapter number 4, in verses uh, 16 onward, it talks about looking at that which is not seen. That which is invisible. The only way we can see the unseen is through the eye of faith or through the eyes of faith. So Jesus provided that same faith for us in Mark, in chapter number uh, 11, in verse 22, uh, it says, Have the faith of God. The faith of God is the type of faith that basically you speak the word, the rhema of God, the spoken word, it has, it contains the very faith that made the existence of the universe and the world. Uh, of course, when God spoke it, 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 whatever amount was used, it created not only the heavens and the earth, but it also created all the ages. According to the book of Hebrews in chapter number 11, uh, it, it says that we understand by that, by the rhema of God, the world's ages were created and framed by the word of God. Everything is being sustained according to Hebrews uh, chapter number 1, verse 3. Everything is being sustained by the word of his power. 
through him, meaning through Christ, were all things created, and without him was not anything created that was created, according to John chapter 1, uh, verse 1 through 4. So we see that Christ showed us the manner and the pattern in which to live here on earth as new creatures. Creatures that have been born again, not of the natural, but had been born again of the Spirit, so that we could live a life in the Spirit, walk a life in the Spirit, and believe and be guided through the Spirit of God for the rest of our earthly, physical days here on earth. He never meant for us to try to live this life on our own without His help, without His wisdom, without His direction, without His power. Even in overcoming sin in the physical flesh, it was never meant to be done by our own strength. It was meant to be relying upon the Holy Spirit through faith to give us the strength and the ability to overcome so that Romans chapter 8 verse 1 becomes a reality in that there is now therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but walk after the spirit. For the, for, for the life, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh condemned sin for us. For what purpose? That we might be able to have a new life. That new life includes and included the cleansing of our conscience, the cleansing of all condemnation, uh, being made righteous before God by the sacrifice of Jesus, having our sins totally remitted and forgotten and the charges canceled against us because they are under the blood. They've been confessed. We're walking in the light as he is in the light and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We have fellowship with the Father. We have fellowship with the Son. We have fellowship with one another because we have been put in a position that he makes us holy. He makes us perfect. And by holy, I mean he imparts his holiness into us, not we trying to be holy by something that we do. He also imparts into us our ability to be merciful, and he imparts to us our ability to walk and grow in maturity in him. So all of these things that have been accomplished, all of these things that he has done for us, are continuing because of his ministry as an intercessor on our behalf, as a mediator on our behalf. And as, this, as the scripture says in 1 John in chapter 2, uh, in verse 1, that, you know, we have an advocate with the Father. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, even Jesus Christ, the righteous one, who pleads on our behalf. And his blood, of course, on the mercy seat, always speaking, they are forgiven. They are forgiven. We have been forgiven. There has been remission of sins provided. And those whose sins are remitted, they are remitted. That means they are taken away. They are gone. 
So in our lives, we have so many wonderful things to look forward to in Christ Jesus. Of course, we have the process of exchange. He was made poor that we might be made rich. Uh, uh, where, where we were not accepted before, now there's an exchange where we are accepted of the Father. Where we were once before rejected, we're now accepted. Uh, where before we were ashamed because of our life and because of everything. And he has provided acceptance to us uh, through his sacrifice. And then, of course, there's all the other things that he has done through the process of exchange. He's given us his righteousness and he was made sin for us, according to the book of Second Corinthians in chapter number, uh, <clears throat> chapter number 5, uh, verse 21. He has also made us new creatures in Christ Jesus. In 2 Corinthians uh, chapter number 5, verse number 17, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. Behold, all things uh, have become new. Uh, no, all, 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 all old things are passed away and all things become new. So when we start to think and look at things in this aspect, we see the wonderful price that Jesus paid on that cross was more than just simply, okay, you know, he came down to forgive us our sins and, uh, you know, you just bow your knee, confess him as Lord. Oh, he came to do so much more. The scripture says uh, in the book of Luke, it says that he came to save. He came to seek and save that which was lost. It also says in the book of First John, in chapter 3, the second part of uh, verse 8, it says, For this purpose was manifested the Son of God, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So we have to take into consideration what all those works are that he came to destroy in the life of man. Uh, that is both with and without Christ. And, and by that I mean uh, if, if, an in, if, if an individual needs deliverance and he has a known Christ, he can be delivered from whatever is uh, oppressing or binding or holding that individual. And for the believer, uh, it means that he has uh, made accessibility for us his power to be able to endure his power to be able to overcome so that the scripture says in in the book of uh, uh, Corinthians it, it says in in verse chapter 10 verse 13 that there is no temptation that has taken you but that which is common unto man and then with that same same temptation he'll open a way of escape for us and of course he delivered us from the kingdom of darkness According to the book of Colossians in chapter number 1, in verse uh, 12 onward, he has delivered us into the kingdom of his dear son, uh, the kingdom of light. So we have been, through Christ Jesus, totally, I, I, I'm going to use the word uh, revamped, remodeled, refurbished. Uh, he has made provision in every area with no exception. He's made provision for us not only to walk in the Spirit and to be guided and know the Holy Spirit personally, know the Lord Jesus Christ personally, know our relationship with our Heavenly Father perfectly because we have been born again of the Spirit, not of the flesh. Therefore, 
we now have a spiritual heavenly holy father to whom we can come but also we have an elder brother who is our lord who is our soon coming king who is also our high priest and we have been called to be a nation a people of, of royal priesthood to minister the things of God, minister praise, minister worship, uh, minister thanksgiving, offering these sacrifices unto him. He has made provision for us, for our mind to be renewed so that we can say that uh, God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways, but that they can be because he has made provision for us to be able to think on the things that are beautiful, the things that are lovely, the things that are true, the things that are holy, the things that are just. He's made provision for that. He's given us the ability to pray so that in everything that we do not be anxious, we do not worry, we not be afraid, but in everything through prayer with thanksgiving. Add the ingredients of thanksgiving to your prayer always and always praying, cease, never ceasing to pray and offer to God as his priest, as his ministers, the sacrifices that are necessary. We are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. And this this is our reasonable service to offer our body as a sacrifice unto him. And in that sacrifice, that means we become a living instrument, alive unto him, dead unto the works of sin and dead unto the works of this world. And we become an instrument that he can use. And he renews our mind at the same time. In uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, be not conformed to this world, but be ye renewed in your mind. How? By allowing the Word of God, the Logos of God, and the Rhema of God that is spoken, transform your way of thinking in every area of life. And then, of course, he has provided that one day this mortal body will put on immortality. This corruptible body will put on incorruption. But until then, then he has made provision for healing and for walking in health, uh, according to Romans in chapter number 8, in uh, verse 11, if the spirit of him that raised up Christ Jesus from the dead dwell in your mortal bodies, he will also quicken. That means he'll make them alive. That means he has made provision for our physical bodies in the meantime here on this earth to be able to fulfill and work out his will in this lifetime, work it out with fear and trembling. Work it out by his assistance. He's able to do abundantly above all that we think or ask. He's able to do in us both the will to want to and the ability to do it. Now, if that isn't a masterful work that Jesus has done for us, I sure don't know what else can beat that. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly 